America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, and you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions, and hopefully you have some questions, because without questions, well, we have no answers. So... If you have a question, please feel free to email me at droyal, R-O-Y-A-L, at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. That's D as in Daniel Royal at royalmedicalclinic.com. Why should you email me? Well, if you want an answer to a medical question that you can't get from your doctor, maybe it's going to take you three months to get an appointment with him, feel free to email me and I will provide you and answer. If you're not a patient, of course, I can't necessarily give you medical advice, but I can give you medical recommendations. And I do answer all my emails. Now, if we receive an email from you and we answer your question on the air, guess what? We will send you a free bottle of RBC Blend. You're saying, what is RBC Blend and why would I want that? Well, we use that for what we call regenerative blood cell therapy which is something that is used to increase your circulating stem cells. Did you know you have stem cells? Well, it's all the rage nowadays, and you can get stem cells from various sources, but your body does make stem cells. That's what keeps you alive, because stem cells repair old, damaged, dying cells. But you can't find them in the bloodstream, at least not normally, unless there is a problem. If there is some trauma, your tissues, which is where all the stem cells are stored, are released into the bloodstream so that they can go into action and make the necessary repairs. What RBC Blend does is it attracts those stem cells into the blood. In fact, I had a patient here just this last week and flew in from New York so she could have a stem cell treatment using autologous stem cells from her blood. And yes, she had been taking RBC Blend prior to the treatment. We need the patients to do that so that we can harvest stem cells from their blood draw. No, we do not need a medical procedure such as a bone marrow aspiration or a fat liposuction to obtain your stem cells. That is a source of a type of stem cells called mesenchymal cells. They're not pluripotent cells, although some may be there in very small amounts. When we say pluripotent cells, we're talking about stem cells that can differentiate into all three germ cell layers. All stem cells are not the same. There are three different types. There's ectodermal, endodermal, and mesenchymal. And from each of those germ cell layers are the body organs and structures from which they are developed into or evolved into. So, for example, the endodermal stem cells, which have now started differentiating into your body organs, such as your liver, your pancreas, your lungs, and so forth. You have the ectodermal stem cells, which evolve into your brain, your nervous system, your skin. And finally, the mesenchymal stem cells that evolve into your heart, your circulatory system. So we have three different types. But if they're pluripotent, that means that they are higher up the chain and can evolve into all three of those germ cell layers. The long and short of it is, if you have a bottle of RBC blend with which we'll send you instructions on how to take it, you can attract stem cells into your blood. Now, you can use that for anti-aging purposes. It has actually been found to do that. 
It has been tested in animals, dogs, horses, and even humans. We have found that RBC Blend is the only product that can lower creatinine. What is creatinine? Well, that's a protein that's filtered by your kidneys, and when it's elevated, guess what? You have reduced kidney function. I see a number of patients like this, but I've always seen RBC Blend help to lower that or keep it under control so they don't have to go on to dialysis. I had a patient once, some years ago, who had a stem cell treatment because he was trying to avoid dialysis. And guess what? He never needed it. The stem cell therapy helped him to keep his creatinine under control so that he was able to live a life where he wasn't having to go to dialysis two or three times a week. Anyway, that's what we will send you. It's a $100 value, including shipping. If you send us your question and we answer it on the air. Our purpose in being here today is to empower you, the listeners, with information that you can use to improve your own health and well-being. Did you know that the modern medical system is not set up to help you accomplish that? Once you realize that, your journey has begun because the modern healthcare system, conventional medicine, as we refer to it, is designed for one thing only. That is disease management. That's why physicians spend so much time trying to make a diagnosis because the name of the game is the name. And once they have the name, then they know what drug to prescribe. Any fifth grader could do that. It's simple-minded. It takes a real clinician to be able to solve problems and be able to make the patient healthier as a result of what they do as part of their medical intervention. But that is not what they are trained to do. So we have to take matters into our own hands, and I'm going to help you do that because we're going to be talking about some things that can help you on your path, your journey to optimum health and wellness. But first, we're going to be reviewing obituaries, local and international, people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had just this last week. I always find it interesting, and I hope you do too. And after that, we'll have a discussion about some medical myths. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break, but please stay right with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 7 702-562-1454. When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Dragonfly Bath and Body Products are made with all natural ingredients right on the premises. Develop your own distinctive essential oil body spray at the Fragrance Bar. Catch the Dragonfly Bath and Body Experience at 728 South Virginia and dragonflybath.com. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown and Grateful Gardens, winner of 2019's National Restaurant's Good Neighbor Award and Reno News and Review's Best Reno Restaurant, home of world-famous Gino the Soup Man Frozen Soups, serving our Mother Earth-loving community with delicious, wholesome dishes featuring certified grass-fed U.S. beef, wild-caught fish, and organic chicken, supporting local farmers and small businesses. Grateful Gardens caters to all diets. Grateful Gardens is passionate about our community. In Midtown and South Reno, GratefulGardens.com. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang Now when a teen says something is on fleek It's exactly like saying that's rad It simply means that something is awesome or cool 
Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hey, lady! What's for lunch today? Out to lunch, Mondays at noon, 1180 KCKQ, a production of America Matters Media. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and you, my friends, are listening to The Royal Treatment. Before the break, I said we're going to be reviewing some obituaries, and so we will, and to follow some medical myths, and finally, a very powerful nutritional supplement that you should know about. CoQ10. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Do you know where that's found? That's in the Old Testament. It's in the book of Psalm. Psalms, I should say. But it's Psalm 118.24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And so you should, my friends, because you are still living. You still have a chance to make a difference in the world, at least for another day. The people we're going to be talking about now have lost that opportunity. Why have they lost the opportunity? Well, life expectancy is declining here in the U.S. and around the world, actually, but the U.S. seems to be doing a better job of it than everyone else. We're now around 47th in quality of health care. We continue to decline, as does our average life expectancy, which is about 78 and a half years of age for an American citizen, which translates to about... 76 years of age for a man and about 81 years of age for a woman. This has been declining for the last three years. I'm talking 2015, 16, 17, and soon to be 2018, the fourth year in a row, which, as you know, if you listen to our show, will break a record for the United States. Four years in a row, which hasn't happened since 2000, or I should say 1916, which was 100 years ago. 19, 16, 17, 18. At least during that period of time when life expectancy was decreasing, we had a World War I that was underway and a so-called flu pandemic that killed millions of people. We don't have any of that today. So what is the excuse? That is the conundrum which we're trying to solve, my friends. So let's take a look at some people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had this last week here locally. We have a 36-year-old man, a journeyman electrician who passed away unexpectedly, leaving behind three daughters. Now, when I say locally, I'm talking about the areas of Las Vegas and Reno, Nevada. I practice in Las Vegas at the Turtle Healing Bend Clinic, one of the sponsors of our show. Turtle Healing Bend Clinic is, by the way, under the supervision and jurisdiction of the Crow Tribe, along with the other sponsor of our show, First Nation Medical Board. I wanted to give them a shout out. First Nation Medical Board licenses practitioners such as myself, practitioners of indigenous medicine throughout the United States, because their mission is to preserve, protect, and promote the practice of indigenous medicine, which includes all things alternative to help you, my friends, achieve optimal health and wellness. So let's carry on. We have a 55-year-old man who enjoyed fishing and poker who left this world unexpectedly. What does that mean? Well, it means he most likely died from a heart attack, sudden death syndrome, the number one cause of death in the U.S. and around the world. But one of these days, that's going to change because right now it's about neck and neck with cancer, the number two cause of death in the world. 57-year-old man, a musician and Walker River Paiute tribe member who worked in mining, passed away. 62-year-old man who was survived by his wife and pets, passed away. 66-year-old man passed away suddenly. There's another sudden death syndrome or heart attack patient. Medicine may not like them very much because they don't get to do anything with those patients who die so quickly, unlike cancer patients, which 
are a financial boon for the medical monopoly. We have a 69-year-old woman who passed away while seeking treatment for a progressive lung disease after her double lung transplant. We have a 71-year-old woman who passed away. A 72-year-old man who served in the military for 22 years passed away. A 72-year-old man who worked with the Department of Energy passed away after a valiant battle with the Lewy body's dementia. We mentioned last week that there are three types of dementia, and this is one of them. It's a pathology diagnosis under the microscope, but there's also Alzheimer's dementia, which is the one you're most familiar with, and vascular dementia that results from a lack of blood flow to the brain. We have a 72-year-old man, a director of hospitality for a casino resort who passed away. 74-year-old man, a realtor and handyman passed away. 75-year-old woman who was raised on a farm and leaves behind her husband at 51 years passed away. 75-year-old man, a radiologist passed away after a brief illness. 75-year-old woman, an electrical contractor who loved baking and cats, passed away peacefully. 75-year-old man, a former chair of the Republican Party in the state of Nevada, who worked with the Department of Energy, passed away. 76-year-old man, a furniture rep who remodeled and decorated homes, passed away suddenly from a heart attack. 78-year-old woman who owned and operated a tobacco shop, passed away. 79-year-old man, a salesman specializing in energy products, passed away at home after a brief illness. That's happened a few times now. 80-year-old woman, a perfectionist who loved fashion, passed away from Alzheimer's disease, a second type of dementia that we mentioned earlier. And finally, an 80-year-old woman passed away after her brief bout with cancer. Now... We've been talking about those who passed away too young from disease they shouldn't have had locally. And people don't always put in the cause of death for those people. And that's why you're not getting the full story. But now we're going to be reviewing people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had from around the world. International celebrity notables. Now, they don't always list the cause of death with them either. But if they don't, then I don't include them. So here we go. These are the ones that we are saying goodbye to within the last week or so. Gabby Costa, Brazilian actress, died at 33 years of age from cardiorespiratory arrest. Sounds like a heart attack to me. Jonathan Alley, British broadcaster for the BBC, died at 50 years of age from cancer. Sylvia Petova, Slavic actress, died at 50 years of age. That's 5-0 from cancer. Bob Hadwanata, Indonesian international relations scholar, died at 56 years of age from cancer. Here we have John Myers, British radio executive and presenter, died at 60 years of age from cancer. As you can see, cancer is a very common disease, soon to be number one, but right now it's heart disease. Jeff Walls, American guitarist, died at 62 years of age from pulmonary veno-occlusive disease. The blood clot in the lung usually comes from somewhere down the lower extremities in the pelvic area. Very common for those who are lying around the hospital and not moving around. He Ying Hang, Taiwanese television host and actor, died at 62 years of age from colorectal cancer. Judith DeComo. South African Secretary General of the Inkatha Freedom Party died at 63 years of age from a long illness. Piet Botha, South African rock musician, died at 63 years of age from pancreatic cancer. Alastair Browning, New Zealand actor in The Lord of the Rings, died at 65 years of age after his long battle with cancer. Annie Yud. Hoyono, an Indonesian socialite and first lady, died at 66 years of age from leukemia. Andre Garulimatos, Greek-Canadian historian and professor, died at 67 years of age from brain cancer. Fabio Calzavara, Italian politician, died at 68 years of age from a heart attack. Leon Redbone, Cypriot-American singer-writer, songwriter, Singer, songwriter, and actor died at 69 years of age from complications of dementia. It doesn't say what type, but he died of dementia. Lee Sui Kai, 
Hong Kong actor, died at 69 years of age from liver cancer. Ralph Murphy, British-born Canadian country musician, died at 75 years of age from pneumonia. Michael Spicer, British politician and member of the House of Lords, died at 76 years of age from Parkinson's and leukemia. Andaya Guyanese, politician activist, died at 76 years of age from cancer. Apollo Nisibambi, Ugandan academic and politician who was battling cancer, died at 78 years of age from a pulmonary embolism, probably a side effect of medication he was taking. Paul Darrow, English actor in Doctor Who, died at 78 years of age following a short-term illness that lasted less than a week. Muhammad Hassan, Indonesian Islamic cleric, academician, and politician, died at 80 years of age from stomach cancer. And finally, Jackie Winters, American member of the Oregon House and Senate, died at 82 years of age from lung cancer. I'm Dr. Dan Roy, and you've been listening to the Royal Treatment. We have just reviewed obituaries, locally and internationally, of people who die too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Check your own obituaries. I'll bet most of you don't pay much attention to them, but check them and see how they compare with what we're sharing with you here on our program and see what you find if people are not dying too young from diseases they should have had. And my friends, let's let you not be one of those statistics. Let's do everything we can each and every day to rejoice and be glad in the day that we are allowed to live on this planet and make the most of it. And we make the most of it by investing in their health every day. That's getting adequate rest, drinking adequate fluids, exercising, being wise in the choices, the foods we take into our body and so forth. We're going to take a short break, but after the break, when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion from last week where we review medical myths. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We'll be right back, so stay with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. I spend a lot of time in the garage but even more time in the rain sleet and mud in 95 I helped tow your moving trailer in 05 I helped you get out of a ditch yeah I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. 
What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is Oliver X. And the G-Man. And Molly in the Morning. Tune in to the Reno Town Tonight Show. Weekday mornings, 8 to 10 on AM 1180 KCKQ. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We're back to the show. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you, my friends, are still listening to the Royal Treatment. And if you've just joined us, we are going to talk about some medical myths. We talked about some of them last week, but... We have a few more I thought it might be fun to share with you. And let's start with vaccines. Now, we don't have to cover all these things in detail. These medical myths we're going to talk about briefly because each one of them is a subject and a show unto itself. But let's see if we can cover them in fairly short order. So the myth, vaccines are safe and effective and prevent disease. Now, of course, people fall on one side of the spectrum or the other. I have children of my own and I provided them with some educational materials and they obviously have to make their own decisions. Even I had to make my own decisions when I was younger regarding my own children. And if you're not sure, then you can always wait. There's no emergency. What happens when there is an epidemic and your child has not been vaccinated? So, for example, I have a patient she brings her child in and they need a medical exemption from vaccinations which they can get from prior reactions of their own children themselves their siblings etc let's say that this medical exemption is on file with the school now there's an outbreak an epidemic what happens well theoretically your child is taken out of school for two weeks until the epidemic has passed but guess what that's never happened in my lifetime never happened but the point is if you're not sure then you can wait until you feel better educated about making a decision rather than rushing your children in to be vaccinated and then putting their health at risk. When it comes to vaccines, there are three primary questions that need to be considered. First, is the vaccine in question safe? And of course, there are many vaccines. Are you familiar with them all? I doubt it. Secondly, does it effectively prevent disease? And thirdly, which vaccines can safely and effectively be given together or in close succession. As you know, many vaccines are actually given simultaneously. Is, the is that the best way by which we should be vaccinating our children by exposing them to multiple disease-causing agents at the same time? Unfortunately, these issues have not been sufficiently studied for most vaccines, and those vaccines that have been studied frequently show that they are either unsafe or ineffective or both. Pro-vaccine safety educators have long been saying that vaccines can overstimulate your child's immune system, sometimes causing the very disease it's designed to protect against or worse. We see this commonly with the flu. And when several vaccines are administered together or in close succession, their interaction may completely overwhelm your child's developing immune system. This is particularly true after they have been born because the immune system develops in stages. It takes about six months for the immune system to fully develop. And so by vaccinating infants right out of the womb may not be the brightest solution to protecting them against possible diseases against which they will most likely never be exposed. The best method of protecting them is breastfeeding. Why? Because they get passive immunities from their mother. And so if you are breastfeeding, well, in a way you are vaccinating them, but doing it by sharing with them passive antibodies through your own mother's milk. And when several vaccines are administered together in close succession, as we said, there may be an overwhelming of this immune system. This is one of the primary problems with vaccines in general, their detrimental impact on your body's primary natural defense against all disease which is supposed to be what they're preventing. Now, consider that if your child is vaccinating, according to the CDC, Center 
for disease control recommended schedule. By the time your child starts kindergarten, he or she will have received 48 doses of 14 vaccines. Of these, 36 doses will be given during the first 18 months of life, a time when your child's body and brain is undergoing massive development. Public health officials have never, I repeat, never proven that it is indeed safe to inject this volume of vaccines into infants. What's more, they cannot explain why, concurrent with an increasing number of vaccinations, there has been an explosion of neurological and immune disorders in American children. So one of the best books I read when I was young and raising my own children was The Immunization Decision. This book had been written by a pediatrician, Richard Moskowitz, an MD, who provided the information for his patients and readers to inform themselves and at least make educated decisions about which vaccinations they might or might not choose to use for their children. I chose to wait for my children, and at that time, I only gave them a homeopathic dose of tetanus and, well, the oral polio, which was non-homeopathic at the time, but they were three and five years of age before they got the first vaccination, and that was all that we gave them, and they're completely healthy today. I had two other children. We gave them only a homeopathic dose of tetanus when they were older, and that was all that they received. If you are injured and you end up in the emergency room, it doesn't matter if you had tetanus or not, they're going to give it to you anyway. So please keep that in mind. Let's take a look at another myth. Sun causes skin cancer. There are many misconceptions about melanoma, a type of skin cancer, the most dangerous type of skin cancer, and it accounts for more than 75% of skin cancer deaths. But despite all the bad press linking sun exposure to skin cancer, there's almost no evidence at all to support this stance. There is, however, plenty of evidence to the contrary. Over the years, several studies confirmed that appropriate sun exposure actually helps prevent skin cancer. In fact, melanoma occurrence has been found to decrease with greater sun exposure and can be increased by, drumroll please, sunscreens. How does sunlight prevent rather than cause skin cancer? In short, it's the vitamin D formed in your skin from exposure to sunlight that provides this built-in cancer protection. The vitamin D goes directly to genes in your skin and help prevent the types of abnormalities that ultraviolet light causes. Unfortunately, if you follow the conventional recommendation to avoid sun exposure or always use sunscreen, your skin will not make any vitamin D, leaving you without this built-in cancer protection. Got that? Sunscreen prevents your skin from making vitamin D, which you need to protect you against cancer. Statistics confirm the truth of these findings as melanoma rates have increased right along with sun avoidance and increased use of sunscreens. If avoiding the sun actually was the answer, then melanoma rates should have decreased exponentially over the past couple of decades. Instead, sun avoidance and the excessive use of sunscreens are actually the two primary reasons for the rise in melanoma skin cancer, something you don't want, my friends. Here's another myth. Saturated fat causes heart disease. Saturated fat. As recently as 2002, the Expert Food and Nutrition Board issued the following misguided statement, which epitomizes the myth. Saturated fats, this is a quote, saturated fats and dietary cholesterol have no known beneficial role in preventing chronic disease and are not required at any level in the diet, unquote. This dangerous recommendation, which arose from an unproven hypothesis from the mid-1950s, has been harming your health and that of your loved ones for about 40 years now. The truth is, saturated fats from animal and vegetable sources provide the building blocks for cell membranes and a variety of hormones and hormone-like substances without which your body cannot function optimally. They act as carriers for important fat-soluble vitamins. Vitamin A, D, E, and K, all fat-soluble vitamins. Dietary fats are also needed for the conversion of carotene to vitamin A, for mineral absorption, and for a host of other biological processes. In fact, saturated fat is the preferred fuel for your heart. A good source of saturated fat is coconut oil. I have a handout that explains this in greater detail and how the body uses 
the medium chain triglycerides from coconut oil to energize your body as a source of fuel. If you would like a copy of that, please feel free to email me, droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. Request my free coconut oil handout. Let's look at another myth. Artificial sweeteners are safe, well-tested, and help promote weight loss. Most people are are use artificial sweeteners to lose weight. Did you know that? They're sugar-free. Sugar-free means they have artificial sweeteners. The amazing irony is that nearly all the studies that have carefully analyzed their effectiveness show that those who use artificial sweeteners actually gain more weight than those who consume caloric sweeteners. In 2005, data gathered from a 25-year-long San Antonio heart study showed that drinking diet soft drinks increased the likelihood of serious weight gain, far more so than regular soda. On average, each diet soft drink the participants consumed per day increased the risk of becoming overweight by 65% within the next seven to eight years and made them 41% more likely to become obese. The reasons for this ironic reality are still being investigated, but there are several potential causes, including sweet taste alone appears to increase hunger regardless of caloric content. Artificial sweeteners appear to simply perpetuate a craving for sweets and overall sugar consumption is therefore not reduced, leading to further problems controlling your weight. Artificial sweeteners may disrupt your body's natural ability to count calories. As evidenced in studies such as a 2004 study at Purdue University, which found that rats fed artificially sweetened liquids are more high calorie or ate more high calorie food than rats fed high caloric sweetened liquids. Got that? The rats fed artificially sweetened liquids ate more high calorie food than rats fed high caloric sweetened liquids. In the end, the research tells us that artificial sweeteners are not a dieter's best friend because contrary to what the marketing campaigns claim, low or no calorie artificial sweeteners are more likely to help you pack on the pounds than shed them. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to continue our discussion when we come back from the break. So please stay right with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702 562 1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Virginia City is the source of all the richness in the West. While today it brings us a summer of fun with camel races, cook-offs, street vibrations, outhouse races, parades, and many more events, it's never dull on the Comstock. A taste of all this richness can be found at Virginia City Kettle Corn Depot. Our kettle corn is made fresh every day with no additives. Just coconut oil, sea salt, and some pure cane sugar. We also offer fresh caramel corn and white cheddar, to which we can add jalapeno. This summer, we are adding freshly made cotton candy and, for hot summer days, Hawaiian shave ice, which on special occasions will offer some adult flavors like margarita, daiquiri, and pina colada. You can find Kettle Corn Depot at the south end of C Street, across from the Sheriff's Office. Our long-standing customers have faithfully been returning to Kettle Corn Depot since 2012. Come get your groove on in Virginia City. Wynema Ranch Wild Horse Sanctuary, a preserve dedicated to keeping America's wild mustangs and burros running free. Wynema Ranch, 29 miles north of Reno near Hallelujah Junction. An amazing sight to visit. Over 130 of God's majestic animals at home on the range. Experience the beauty and wonder. Give at WynemaRanch.com. 
That's wyneemaranch.com or call 775-384-4444. Wynema Ranch. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. And you, my friends, are listening to the Royal treatment we are in the fourth quarter of our show and as promised i would like to talk about a very important nutritional supplement the supplement is coq10 coq10 is well it's ubiquitous did you know that it's in all the cells of your body well it is all the cells of your body which means that you need coq10 it is a powerhouse And it is something that if you don't have it, well, you're going to have problems because it is used by your mitochondria to make the energy you need to sustain your life. Many years ago, Carl Fulkers, who was the discoverer of CoQ10, did all of his studies using an oil-based CoQ10. He had CoQ10 dissolved in soy bean oil. Now, that's not something we recommend. It's not something I use in my practice. But the point is that when we use coconut oil, it should be best absorbed with an oil. The one we use is combined with coconut oil, a handout I recommended to you earlier in the previous segment. But coconut oil, a saturated fat from which our body also obtains energy using its medium chain triglycerides, is a synergistic, is a synergistic agent given simultaneously with CoQ10. And remember, we're very big believers in using Synergy. And some of the things we're going to talk about now were actually studies where CoQ10 was used in combination with other supplements. And in fact, they were found to be synergistic in improving the health conditions and diseases that were studied. CoQ10 is a fat-soluble compound that's synthesized by the body and is found in foods as well, such as red meat and organ meats. They provide the highest amount of any food, but you really can't eat enough red meat or any food to get enough CoQ10 required for optimal health and wellness. CoQ10 levels start to drop significantly when we turn 35 years of age. Now, as I said, virtually every cell in the human body contains CoQ10, which means it's perfectly safe, That means you can't overdose on it. It's ubiquitous. It's everywhere in your body and concentrated in the mitochondria or the cellular powerhouses of our cells that produce ATP, the basic energy source for us. The heart, brain, and liver contain the greatest concentrations of CoQ10. It is primarily responsible for the production of adenosine triphosphate. That's the APT I mentioned, the chemical of life energy. And without CoQ10, our cells lose their cell-functioning capacity to weaken, leading to serious disease states. In 2010, Japanese researchers did an independent study using different vegetable oils and CoQ10 products. Coconut oil, as I mentioned earlier, provided the highest bioavailability of all vegetable oils tested. So when you're looking for CoQ10 and you're buying a tablet, uh, a powder, that is not the best source for absorbing your CoQ10. It needs to be oil-based and preferably actually recommended to be in coconut oil. The vitamin industry uses cheap soy oil as preferred fillers in soft gel products, not just for CoQ10. And soy oil is derived from GMO, GMO soy, which is genetically modified. 
Interestingly enough, the studies that we're going to mention now were done with ubiquinone, not ubiquinol. So when you're looking for CoQ10, make sure that you understand that distinction. It's a chemical distinction, but an important one. Ubiquinone is the one that has the active ingredient of the CoQ10, not ubiquinol. The overwhelming number of studies showing that CoQ10 works are done with ubiquinone, as I mentioned, not ubiquinol. Here's something interesting. Well, CoQ10 has been found to protect against the harmful side effects of radiation. You may not know this, but Gina O'Kelly, wife of the famous actor and political commentator Chuck Norris, is suing the medical establishment for damages, which she claimed resulted from contrast that she received when undergoing an MRI, magnetic resonance imaging. Now, it's very common, very common to receive dye for a contrast MRI or CAT scan for that memory. In contrast MRI, gadolinium is now used instead of an uh, iodine-based dye, to which even more people are found to be allergic. It's injected prior to the MRI to give a robust MRI picture. And Gina claims that within an hour of the very first injection, she felt the whole body was on fire. She added it was as if acid had been passed through it. The burning was isolated at first, but it just kept spreading. Gina's symptoms worsened to the point that she could barely function. Gina and Chuck Norris claimed the medical establishment hid dangers and failed to warn about risk. They are asking for $10 million in damages. Now, what you don't know is that a clinical study showed that CoQ10 demonstrated efficacy in reducing damage caused by this contrast agent. In a study involving 150 patients who took CoQ10 along with the drug, researchers noted that the group taking CoQ10 and the drug had a much lower rate of kidney damage as opposed to those who did not take CoQ10. This study authors wrote that contrast-induced nephropathy is one of the common hospital-acquired acute renal failures. Researchers found that CoQ10, as well as other substances such as alpha-lipoic acid, which we use commonly in our practice to help with liver-related issues, show promise for protection against radiation. This was published back in 2006, the Radiation Oncology, Biology, and Physics Journal. The medical establishment admits that CT scans, computed tomography scan alone, are responsible for 15,000 deaths in America every year. Now, maybe that doesn't sound like a lot. Maybe it does sound like a lot when we know that 250,000 Americans are killed every year from medical mistakes and drug side effects. But that figure might shock you. 15,000 people dead every year, primarily from the dye used or contrasting agent used in conjunction with CT scan. Now, there are millions of CT scans performed every year in this country. So in comparison, maybe it's a small amount, but that's a lot of dead people, a lot of dead Americans every year from CT scans. CoQ10 also helped lessen symptoms and inflammatory markers in multiple sclerosis patients, according to a study involving patients taking 500 milligrams of CoQ10 versus a placebo in a 12-week period. CoQ10 showed significant benefits as pretreatment for spinal cord injury in an animal study. Pretreatment resulted in significantly improved neurological function and preservation of more normal motor neurons. That was published in the Neurology Spine Journal in 2015. But it's interesting that it was used as a preventive in this case and not as a treatment. It's no secret that statin drugs impair CoQ10. Did you know that? If you're taking a cholesterol-lowering drug and it's a statin, it actually makes you CoQ10 deficient and predisposes you to CoQ10 deficiency diseases, such as congestive heart failure. In a study where researchers bluntly stated, quote, statins are widely used in patients with hyperlipidemia and with high-risk cardiovascular diseases. Unfortunately, statins also exert some adverse effects on the liver and pancreas and enhance the risk of type 2 diabetes mellitus, unquote. These researchers noted that statins increased glucose levels and decreased insulin secretion in the animals they studied, but when CoQ10 and L-carnitine, here's that synergistic effect we were talking about, were used together, statin-induced toxicity was sharply curtailed. Now, this was published in the Pharmaceutical Sciences Journal in 2017. An animal study concluded that CoQ10 in conjunction with benfotiamine, an ingredient that we use as part of 
one of our blood sugar supplements help reduce kidney damage caused by gentamicin, an antibiotic known for its negative side effects. Another case in point for multiple nutrients in CoQ10 exists in a study involving children suffering from autism, where CoQ10 was used along with many health-giving substances. Researchers note that, quote, based on the research on the results, high doses of CoQ10 can improve gastrointestinal problems and sleep disorders in children with ASDs, which is the autism spectrum disorders. They improve with an increase in the CoQ10 of the serum. The point that other supplements work well with CoQ10 is also made in a 2019 study, which reviewed 16 studies showing that CoQ10 helped statin-related fatigue and fibromyalgia patients compared with other disease-related fatigue. Interestingly, D-ribose, a type of sugar, works well on its own and even better with CoQ10 in providing the body with energy. In fact, we have a formula that we recommend to cancer patients who have low energy that uses D-ribose. The evidence for CoQ10 is so compelling that some researchers are advocating it be used in place of regular cardiovascular drugs rather than just along with them in a study involving 101 dyslipidemic, that's abnormal cholesterol level, patients who took only 120 milligrams of CoQ10 for 24 weeks. The researchers concluded 24-week treatment of CoQ10 ameliorates multiple cardiovascular disease risk factors. In fact, we check for cardiovascular risk factors in routine blood draws for our patients, such as homocysteine and lipoprotein A. The versatility and safety of CoQ10 makes it a potential candidate for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease that was published in 2018. There's another one. Triglycerides is implicated in many health-related issues. That's a type of blood sugar molecule. A meta-analysis which selected 21 controlled trials involving 514 patients of 525 controls found that CoQ10 significantly reduced serum triglycerides and helped improve cholesterol profiles. That was published in the Pharmaceutical Design Journal in 2018. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment and hopefully we've been able to share some information that you found of some interest. Your obituaries. We talked about medical myths and now we just talked about CoQ10, a very powerful supplement. Hopefully, you've learned one new thing, and now you're smarter than your doctor. Until next week, my friends, you be well.